On today's episode of Senior Quotes, guess what? We're back, brand new format. Not just quotes anymore, but we still got a scoring system. It's gonna be a lot of fun and a whole plethora, I'm gonna use plethora, of interviews slotted for this season. Some really, really cool guests coming on, so get ready and let's get into it. Season. I'm your host, Aiden Broderick, joined by our co-host, Jack Coleman. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Yeah. I what What is this? What are we at? We're at Aiden's house currently. We're not back at BC. I call, we call it the porch or like it's not even the, porch. the sunroom. Uh, okay, we'll go sunroom. I like it a lot. Uh, we got some beautiful bird noises. Maybe you can hear that in the background. Great atmosphere. Yeah, some, yeah. Some, it's very nice and open, unlike the dark dungeons of mac Ugh. where we usually record can't wait um, to be back but yeah we might might be able to give you some nice i, I said before asmr so <laughs> if you're listening wow we're trying to really zen out <laughs> trying a lot of new yeah. things this year uh i'm not sure if that's gonna be one of the segments we bring in this year but we do have a bunch of new segments planned for this season of senior quotes as well as jack said in the intro a plethora of guests that we're going to bring in. So we're really excited. We just recorded an interview with Drew Gallagher, who's a uh, producer for College Game Day. He's been on the road with them for six years now. And that was a lot of fun. So we will have that up for you guys next week, probably as its own episode, because we had a really great long interview with him. And I think everybody had a blast. So you'll hear that soon. But today we have basically the pre-show or the, the prelude to the new season testing this all out and getting some content up for you guys so i am waiting on my computer here uh i have all this stuff on my phone so i'll be fine but how about we start it simple start it easy and you start us off with your quote for this week okay so we're starting off with our usual format right of a quote well, how about remind the show, them yes yeah so senior quotes is a show based upon points and scoring and how we do that is I will say a quote or some other sort of segment because yep. we're going to throw that in soon. I'm excited. Some other segment where the other person has to guess who or what the thing is about. And we'll go into detail more about how that is with other segments. But for the quote section, Aiden has to fill in a blank and guess who the person is that said it to get points. All right. I do. So let's see. So... This this quote's a bit of a doozy. I had to come out firing for the new season. I'm nervous, yeah. Um, So let's get into it. My blank is pretty much getting circumcised, right? Oh, God. What? Yeah. (laughs) I had to go strong for the first episode. It's football, right? Oh, yeah, it's football. Football's back. What? The NFL? Yes. Okay. I mean, I was expecting a tough question, but this exceeded my expectations. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I, don't really have, I don't really have any guess. I'll, I don't know what the blank is. Um, I have some ideas, but I'm, I'm going to hold them to myself. And I'm just going to guess like... Um, no, 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 no. I have an idea. I have an idea. Actually, I have a really good idea. Okay. I, I think I got it. I think I got it. 
Because I was thinking John Gruden, just because he's like John Gruden. But I think it's Antonio Brown. He meant foot is getting like cut off. Yes. Let's yes. go. It is from uh, the latest episode oh, of Hard Knocks gotcha. where Anthony Brown goes into deep detail. Antonio Brown. And she, Anthony we're Brown already is, starting. Yeah. This is a new season and I've already messed up with Anthony Brown. I can't, Man, can't wait so, to talk to Anthony Brown. So upset about that. Antonio Brown. I really <laughs> promised myself I wouldn't do that this season. I start off first quote. Doing that. All right. Antonio Brown Boom. had a really bad foot injury uh, coming from the not wearing the correct shoes for cryotherapy. Oh my gosh. Which is just like the most typical Antonio Brown move. <laughs> He's just, I, I don't even know. I don't like He's him, so man. unreliable and yeah. stuff like this comes up and it's, you know, it's to be expected, I guess, at this point with him. Yeah. But yeah, this was coming from Hard Knocks where he went into gross detail about his foot. Where, you know, the doctor had to release liquids from it and then go at it with scissors and really gross. But I wanted to talk about this because Antonio Brown is a hot button issue right now. There's also, you know, the whole helmet issue. Yeah. And I just want to ask, like, is this cause for concern? Should we still be concerned about Antonio Brown, even though he's away from the Steelers? He's on a new team with the Raiders. Yeah. What do you think? Is it still cause for concern? So he lost the grievance he filed about the helmet, which I thought was the real concern because he threatened to retire over it. And I think that was just, you know, earlier in the year he said he doesn't need football and just all this stuff. So it made me believe, like, he could step away. He's just just crazy enough that he could actually consider that. But I think he said that he's ready to return to the Raiders and he's still a top three wide receiver. I just... I don't like the guy. He, he he concerns me in terms of maybe a fantasy owner or, or a fan of the Raiders. You know, if I rooted for the team that An- Antonio Brown played for, I, I'd be nervous. Just you don't know what you're going to get out of him from a week-to-week basis. I know that people were kind of grilling him for how he wasn't able to commit to the Steelers last year on multiple occasions, uh, bringing up how he sat out of the Week 17 game, which proved to be crucial for the Steelers and their playoff hopes last year. So... It's just makes me question his legacy or, you know, his reputation as a player because when you're looking at top wide receivers, you can talk about talent-wise, and he's definitely up there. But there are so many receivers I'd rather have than Antonio Brown because of these character issues, and he's just so... I don't know what he does for the locker room. It's yeah. not, I don't think it's positive. And, and, I mean, he's not even... The, I mean, the, the Raiders aren't even in Vegas yet, and we haven't seen Las Vegas... Antonio Brown. So that is a whole other entity where Jeez. you'll probably will find him like naked somewhere in a casino floor, yeah. <laughs> or you know, in the middle of like a magic show with Chris Angel, and he actually like gets it. his foot cut off. <laughs> I feel like that is or slowly circumcised. Or circumcised. Yeah, yeah. Just really get rid of that foreskin and right. get back to pigskin. <laughs> so, nice. boom. Wow. So, All right, I right. also want to ask, like, who's more of a liability now? Is it him or Odell? I mean, Odell has had his own issues. These are the two key wide receivers that everyone talks about. And they've both changed teams this year. They're exactly. both traded. So who's the bigger liability going into this year? Well, first and foremost, this was what my stat line comparison is going to be. And I actually ended up going NBA because we need some basketball content. But I just think it's Antonio Brown. I think Odell has such a better cast of players around him that can really pick him up. And while he's still as much of a wild card as Brown is, and he's been strange in his interviews about the Giants. We've talked about this before, and it's just so frustrating to see this guy like throw his old team under the bus when we stuck by him as fans you know he made it sound like 
no Giants fan ever rooted for him. And there were some that didn't like him, and for good reason. I kind of feel that way now. However, with all that being said, I think Brown is so much more of a liability and a question mark for this Raiders team. And the talent isn't really there on this team around him. David Carr, Derek Carr, there you go, there's a mistake for me. But Derek Carr uh, is not the best quarterback in the league. I mean, he had good seasons, but I, you'd rather have Baker Mayfield or even probably Big Ben compared to Derek Carr. I don't know why, but Brown. Derek Carr for me just, I always think of him as like, he looks like he should be like a, a white like 90s rapper okay you know like a vanilla ice yeah yeah like, i just see Derek carr as that yeah. so he's the vanilla ice of quarterbacks i like that um the it, it's only a matter of time before antonio brown disses him mm-hmm. because you know that's coming and you know with um antonio brown's foot injury i mean you really I see it coming where he'll probably overthrow AB mm-hmm. and maybe like we can blame it on the foot for now. Sure. But there's going to come a point where Antonio Brown's going to call him out and just say like Derek Carr isn't a good quarterback. What does John Gruden do then? Like, is, does he move on? Does he? I don't, I don't know. John Gruden is just the perfect coach for this situation <laughs> because he is also such a wild card yeah. that I think that combo. And think about how much you know. He didn't give up so much in trading for Brown. I think it was only like a mid-round pick, if I remember correctly. It wasn't a big trade. No, it wasn't a huge trade. Right? And because of that, you know, it's not like he committed a ton to this trade, but it's just so weird. Like, he gives up multiple... Or no, he gains multiple first-round picks in the Cleo Mack trade, which I still think was a good deal for both sides. And then he makes this trade, which, sure, that's a great value move to get Antonio Brown, but... I don't know what he's going to do for this Raiders team, and I, it, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, that's that's all I can yeah. say right now. And Hard Knocks is getting their money's worth out of this interesting locker room that yeah. the Raiders are supposed Between to get. Between Gruden and, and AB, I mean, and there's always other characters yeah. too that pop up throughout the you know the show. So, but looking at the Ra- or excuse me, the Steelers coming into the season, mm-hmm. I mean, I have to think that they are better off without AB. I mean, their yeah. their offense is still fairly set. I mean, they still have Juju as their number one receiver now. He's ready to step into that role. I'm excited James to see Connor instead of Le'Veon Bell. You get rid of those issues, right? I, I really think. And after yesterday, we saw pictures of Ben Roethlisberger consoling yeah. Juju, and I I just think this team is so much closer and more tight knit than it was before. I hope so. I think Big Ben's also a problem. Yeah. In his own right, you know, we talked especially about, in bathroom stalls. <laughs> true. That's that's a good point. But also. You know, he goes on the radio and, like, can trash on some of his players when they have bad performances week to week. Like, I hope that's done with. I believe it is. And it seems like the players are rallying around Big Ben more now more than ever, which is great for the Steelers. And I just don't think that chemistry was there last year, especially with Brown and Bell in the locker room. My only issue with this team is I think James Conner has so much tape about him now. It's, it's something that Pat Mahomes might see this season and a lot of those other players that broke out last year. It's the way it goes for every breakout NFL star, that they have a sophomore slump, if you will, because defenses are ready for them now. They've, they've had an entire offseason to prepare for these guys. And if Le'Veon was still a stealer, there are some players you can't prepare for. And Le'Veon's one of them, and he's going to be a game-changer for the Jets. Connor, I think, is a little bit more solvable it's, I mean, he's a great player, but I don't believe he's that top-end running back that could really help hold the Steelers' offense up like Bell has the past few years. 
I, I mean, that's a take that I might be wrong on by the end of the season. I hope I am because James Conner's an awesome guy. We've talked about his story before coming back from cancer at Pitt. Yeah. And now just filling in out of nowhere for Le'Veon Bell and he becomes a star in his own right. But I, if I had to guess right now, I don't see the Steelers being more than an 8-8 eight and eight team because they're just lacking that depth on the offense right now. I, I think Connor's going to be sophomore slumping. That's my guess. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you, though. The Steelers are better off without AB just because of how the locker room is going to bounce back now that he's out of there. All right. Okay, so. Move on to your quote. Yep, I've only got one as well because we want to try out some other um, segments and topics and whatnot. My quote is from the NBA. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of a... Uh, you just got to say the name. I'm going to pretty much explain what's going on here, but you can give as much context as you'd like. Uh, that was an ego hit. That was a pride hit. I started questioning myself after that. Can I still do this? I felt like I was fired. Other people go through that on a day-to-day basis. People get fired. I honestly feel like I got fired from that job. Um, I'm going to say Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's been in the news lately, and he's basically been fired from the NBA and Team USA because he tried out for Men try out. Do you think you know what team he's talking about in this quote? The ego hit? Yeah, but... Oh, the... It's either the Rockets or the Thunder. I'm going to say the Rockets. Correct, yeah. This is about when Daryl Morey told him, basically, your services are no longer needed. And this is him on Stephen A's show, basically saying how he felt after that. And I guess my question for you is... What do you think Carmelo Anthony could do in the NBA today, or where, where is his game at? Because the Nets apparently were working him out in LA, and if he knows his role, that's not the worst thing for Brooklyn. They need a, just like a scoring oh, wing. completely. I mean, I still think Carmelo Anthony has the potential to be a starter. I okay. mean, if he knows his role, and he's obviously not going to be like he was on the Knicks where he had such a bad team around him that he can be the guy yeah. taking the majority of the shots. And he really needs to learn how to play with a team. And that wasn't working out in high-powered offenses like the Rockets or the Thunder. Both right. teams where you had two other scoring options that you know were getting a lot more looks than Melo. And Melo doesn't play like that. So if he can either come off the bench as a sixth man, be in a starting group, and be more of a positional role or a role player, sure. that's huge. Yeah. And he definitely has the ability to do it. I mean, looking back at the draft he was in with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, both of those guys had great talent, and Carmelo Anthony in his college career arguably had, A, one of the best college careers of all time. Yeah, for sure. And B, had the potential as both of those guys and could have ended up even being better if he was in the right situation. Right. Which he wasn't. So I think Carmelo Anthony should, at the least, very much still be playing. And it's all about, you know, him looking himself in the mirror and deciding if he wants to take that diminished role in basketball or not. And... You know, if he doesn't, maybe we'll see him as a coach in a couple of years. But otherwise, like, the dude needs a chance. He's good still. Yeah, I think, like, something that I think the casual fan might not understand is that Melo was getting looks last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe he was. And he just wasn't agreeing to the roles the teams yeah. were proposing to him. He's good enough. I mean, what, there's about, I mean, 30 teams, obviously, and probably 9 to 10 play. Let's say 300 players play, right? He's the, in the top 300. Easily. Easily. Easily you know? But at the same time, he's not top 20 or 50 or no. whatever he used to I'd, be. I'd maybe put him like within the top 100, maybe around he like might, if 75. He, I think if he maybe. understands his role, he He'd can be still very give, good. Yeah, he exactly. He very good. So I, I'm interested to see where he ends up. 
I just think for Brooklyn specifically, do you think, you know, the team we've talked about was very chemistry-based last year. Yeah. And they've lost a lot of those players. They, they still have the same front office pieces and coach mm-hmm. who, who put that all together. But do you think adding Kyrie, Mello, and then KD, who I think works in the locker room, but Kyrie and Mello would be the two question marks. Could that derail the team? Could Kyrie already I mean, hurt? What I don't do even think? necessarily think that KD works in a locker room. Like, he still has his issues with multiple teams, but... Well, yeah. I mean... It seemed like he at, left the Warriors yeah. on good terms. I mean, looking at the Nets this season without Durant, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Melo taking in part of that role being a scoring threat. Yeah. I just don't like it for the team going forward. I, I think they're kind of set. They have a good group chemistry by adding in these two stars. I think they'll be solid. I really would like Melo on a team like the Warriors now who don't have a Durant anymore. Yeah. And Melo can still be that scoring threat. Melo doesn't need to be driving anymore. He's older now. He can chill on the wing just like, you know, any of these other guys on the Warriors and just shoot shots up. Yeah. So I would love to see him on the Warriors. I think that would be a great move. Bob. I like that fit. I, I agree with you that I don't love the Nets fit. The only reason we're talking about that, in my opinion, is he's a, been linked to the team, right? That's the team that apparently was playing with them, had players playing with them in L.A. I I personally feel like I'd rather Joe Harris and Terrain Prince get those small forward minutes. We have Musa and Carew, like some of the young players who ooh, I'd rather see them Henry develop. Allison. Henry Allenson. <laughs> met him at the airport. Yeah, that Shout that out. We have not spoken about that on senior no. fields, but I met Henry Allenson on a flight. So Former Nick and current Nick, net. Current net. Cool stuff. Hopefully yeah. he's a friend of the show. I mean, he, can, I he mean, fit right he in. Dab me up, so I'm gonna. T- we're gonna confirm Henry Ellenson is a fan of senior quotes. Nice. There we go. Boom. Henry Ellenson. It's a friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show. That's awesome. But um, I I don't know. I I you know firsthand that I've never been a big mellow guy. But I'm I just I'm rooting for him to have a good ending to his career. Like if he can finally accept that he's a role player now and would kill it as a role player and just finds that team that can work him in perfectly because there's not too many teams I think who have the right coaching system for him. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not the biggest mellow guy either. I, It was after he was gone that I enjoyed his time on the Knicks. I liked the special moments that were there. Sure. You know, the 62-point game, the buzzer beaters. Awesome. It, all yeah. of it was awesome. But, you know, going through it in that weird in-between between the 2013 season and when he was still around, it was like Mello was getting every single look. No one else could really develop, and yeah. he was just taking the majority of the shots. And that doesn't work in pro basketball. So, I mean, I, looking back, I like Melo now, but yeah, yeah. in the middle of a team, it's tough. I, I, I don't disagree with you to be skeptical about that. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I thought the Nets had their 15 players already you know, wrapped up, so I don't even know where he'd really fit on this roster. But, again, with KD Hurt, maybe he takes his spot for this year. I just cannot see him signing a multi-year contract with any team at this point. But hopefully he gets a one-year prove-it deal and does that. He proves that he can still play. I kind of like him with the Pistons, too. Oh, they just got Beasley, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Literally go. Yeah. The one and two picks with uh, D-Rose and Beasley. That's awesome. Amazing. That, I forgot to I miss. actually like that team a lot. Yeah. That team's cool. It's interesting. You got Blake. Yeah. Uh, Blake Andre Drummond. Blake is kind of a playoff guy now. Yeah. Like, he can bring a team to the playoffs. Yeah. I just don't know. It's like putting former Knicks around Blake Griffin, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. We'll see how those guys yeah, do. I those mean, are both former Knicks. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. It, it's so strange. I mean, D-Rose proved he can still play at the Timberwolves last yeah. year. So. I actually, ju- when I was in Mexico, I actually just watched his game of the 50-point game. They had it on TV. That's so So awesome. 
yeah. with D-Rose. So he's got that magic in him still? Interesting. Shout out to the Pistons. They yeah. could be, they could be fun to Pistons. watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so. New segment. Yeah, new segment. Big stuff, new segment. So this is going to be called Glass Half Full. We're going to take a current story going on in sports and spin it a positive way. So I'm going to, should I ask you to fill in one blank since the mellow thing was basically just one blank? Yeah, all right. Okay. Sure. Ohio State is trying to license blank. Okay. License or like copyright, do you mean? Yeah. Or, I think it's copyrighted. Are they trying to copyright OHIO? No. What are they trying to. Buckeye? No, no, they probably already have that. Want me to say it? Yeah. They're trying to copyright the word the. In the <laughs> Ohio State. I didn't know that. And that's a good thing. Why? Yeah. Why is that a good thing? Well, I mean... Or spin it positively, rather. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so first of all... <laughs> it's kind of sick. This is up in the air because it must be used in a trademark fashion, but really they're just using the word the. <laughs> and this is big because we can start doing this with all other words that are in, in, in the titles of things. So... Officially announcing on Senior Quotes Sports Podcast, we are attempting to copyright the term podcast. It is all ours. It's in no our, one else can have it. Title, so yeah. Barstool Sports Podcast, no, it's only Senior Quotes Sports Podcast. So podcast is all ours. Thank you, Ohio State. Reach out for them for that. Also, it's a good spin. if this goes through, we get to continue getting amped when Ohio State players say it as the Ohio State in, in their intros. The NFL intros, when they do that. Huge, it's, so it's cool. awesome. Yeah, And it opens the door for other means. So, I mean, if they don't get this, yeah. then all other colleges can start <laughs> saying the. Whoa, so, I think of it like that. This is huge for none other than Tate Martell because obviously he is not Miami's guy. Right. But if you start letting him say the University of Miami, mm-hmm. Boom, he's your starting quarterback. You know for a fact that everyone is rooting for Tate Martell. Wow. He could combine everyone. he could combine like the U with Ooh. the V. So just the Tate Martell. The U. U. Huge. Wow. Boom. That is awesome. Okay. And if this doesn't go through, we won't have to take Dwayne Haskins seriously when he says it on the Redskins. Sure. So he'll just have to say Ohio State. And that's just like there's no real power. Yeah. Glass half full. Ohio State, either way, we win. Does is, is a big win. And either way, the Senior Quote Sports Podcast. Podcast. Wins. Yeah, just podcast. podcast. Senior Quote Sports Podcast. <laughs> the Senior Quote Sports Podcast. Whoa, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can right now. We don't know. It's not in the title. Right. It's not true. It's true, true. Okay. So I'm going to try this glass half full stuff too. I think it's a little more straightforward, but I'm going to blank two names out and we're going to see how you do that. So it's blank wants blank to not have to see the field this year. Oh, this is, I know it's uh, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Mara? It is John yeah. Mara who said it. And my spin's a little bit less out of the box and less applicable to us as podcast hosts, okay. but more right. applicable to us as Giants fans. And it's a pretty simple spin. I think, first of all, we want Daniel Jones to play soon Obviously. if he keeps playing like he did in the first preseason game. Obviously, but just not on the field. <laughs> well, yeah, according to John Mayer, yeah. The real reason we don't want him on the field is we don't want to rush his development okay. and put him behind a mediocre at best offensive line and okay. a team whose only offensive stars are running back who for sure can carry a team on his own. We kind of saw it last year, and he's great in the receiving game as well. 
But our receiving core is falling apart left and right. We have no O-line. Yep. And I just don't even know if Pat Shermer... I mean, to be fair, Pat Shermer has developed quarterbacks mostly as an offensive coordinator in the past. And that's another reason why, if Jones takes it slow, learns from Eli, who's won two Super Bowls, and just gets to play behind hopefully a new and improved team as soon as next year, we could see a better Daniel Jones. My biggest issue with him so far, and we were talking about it earlier, is he only really makes one read on every play. And he kind of got lucky almost in his preseason drive because all five passes were picture perfect. I mean, great throws by the drive. Right. Five for five. Literally. But he literally, I don't know why I'm saying literally so much, only looked at one receiver every time. It worked for him this time, but he needs to learn how to make multiple reads on one play. If he does that, which was an issue at Duke as well. Yeah. I think if he was doing that at Duke, maybe we would have heard this name a little more before the draft. So there's potential there. He showed us his talent. I say he, him sitting for this season is a good thing. Eli's our fall guy, basically. We put him behind the terrible O-line and just see if he can make some great throws to new receivers not named Odell Beckham. And we'll we get more... Twitter gifts of Eli getting absolutely wrecked. Right. That's awesome. And his frustrated, like, disappointed face when he takes his helmet off. Uh, we probably get an earlier offseason, which means more Eli vacation picks. True. That's huge. Those are great. Uh, Daniel Jones gets to get toughened up a bit by doing rookie stuff, like having to go through rookie, like, hazing. Yeah, yeah that's, maybe. That's awesome. They put the, uh, like, the packing... Uh, peanuts in his car? The packing peanuts in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Forgot what they're called. So, ton of content coming out from Daniel Jones not seeing the field. So I don't see oh. a negative. So it kind of helps us as podcast yeah. hosts. I, I think this is awesome. I think wow. I think him not seeing the field is a good thing. So both of these stories help the Senior Quote Sports podcast. Yeah, pretty we're well. super egotistical over here. Well, I mean, so. <laughs> gotta be a little selfish. <laughs> Prioritize our show first. But all right, cool. I, I like this new segment. And if you guys are scoring at home, I think Jack is up two to one right now. Because I, well, yeah, because I got the wrong, which is, yeah, I get it. I went OHIO because we were talking about yep. the chance earlier with Drew, but I, I thought that made, maybe it was a little more logical. Well, it makes sense. All right, so for our final segment. Stat line. Yep. So we're going to list off two stat lines of two different players, and the other guy has to guess what players they are. And then um, you it, should have a, a story to it. Yeah, basically. there should be a bit of a story to it. It right. should be something current going on in sports. Yeah. So here's mine. It's another football. Cool. I was about to say quote, but no. Stat. No. See, we're mixing it up. All right. So first player, 67 career touchdowns. Okay. 10,876 yards. Okay. Well, 40, how, what kind of yards? Excuse me. Uh, I don't know. I just had. Are they all purpose? Yeah. Okay. And 48 games played. How many touchdowns again? 67. So 10,000 yards and 67 touchdowns, 48 games played. This is college, right? No. Oh, this is NFL. NFL. We're back to NFL. NFL. Okay. Okay. And then my second person is 28 career touchdowns, 4,048 yards, 40 games played. How many touchdowns is it? 28. Only 28. Mm -hmm. Same amount of games played. No, 40. Sorry? Only 40. Mm -hmm. But But very similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just so... Hmm. Oh, God. All right. Those numbers have... I guess they can be any kind of yards. That's the crazy thing here. Um, I mean, really, 10, really look at, like, 40. the touchdowns. I mean, obviously, like, it should be two different positions. Oh. Oh. You have different positions in mm-hmm. this comparison? That's throwing me off, because I thought we should go to similar players. Remember, we are testing this segment now. Let's see if I can 
pull off what feels like a pretty difficult one here. Um, but they, they should, they're comparable right now. Comparable right now. Wow. I mean, oh, look, look at the similar games. I think too. I got it. Yeah. I think I got it. I'm going with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Which number, I don't want to mess it up here. Yeah. But I'm going to say one would be Prescott because of the more touchdowns. Yep. Two's yep. Yeah. 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 Okay. And the games played, they both started around the same time. Right. Exactly. It was just Zeke got suspended. So yeah. Yeah. That's why he's right, a little off. So I just want to bring this up because this is the other, besides AB, this is the big issue in football right no now is the Cowboys. And it's all anyone can talk about, especially with fantasy season looming. Yep. I've already had a couple of drafts. I've already had to pick Zeke in a couple of drafts. Dangerous. Very I mean, tough. Yeah. So, first of all, Dak got offered $30 million, turned it down apparently for 40 He wants 40 He's not getting 40 But, He's but not keep getting going 40. here. Yeah, yeah. And I don't get why you would do this as a quarterback when you could have a better team around him with Zeke. Yeah. If, if you make some allowances here and there. But no, Dak's ego is getting in the way. And thing is, he knows he can do this because forget having a winning team, forget about a better team around him. He's looking solely at the money. Right. Because a quarterback will get paid whereas a running back won't. Right. I mean, he's got to be getting pushed by his agent, Mm -hmm. probably by the players' union as well. Yeah. Because he doesn't – if I'm a quarterback, I agree with you. I would take a pay cut. Even at this stage in his career where you're coming off your rookie yeah. deal, you can get paid as much as you're going to get in your career. I would take a pay cut, you know, in air quotes, because it's probably like 20 million, 25, yeah. 30 that he had offered. is still a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And you're saving money in the cap for Zeke, for Amari Cooper, for all these guys. You're going to win some rings and maybe have a legacy if you've got to get more ad revenue if you're winning. Exactly. Less of an opportunity to get hurt when you have a good running back option to you know, yeah. deal the ball would, out to. The, the team would be just I, I, torn apart if they lose either of these guys. I mean, I'm not a big uh, Dak guy. Me neither. I don't think he's worth $40 million. I don't think he's worth 30 I don't, wor- I don't yeah. think he's worth 30 considering but, Russell Wilson's getting paid 35 Right. And I mean, so, he, he, he's put up some good numbers. I, I, I mean, like you said right there, uh, 10,000 or so yards in three seasons is pretty solid. But he just watching him play, I feel like... You could draft a guy in the first round and build him up to be what Dak is already, yeah. if not better. It, it's it's tough. I, I think the Cowboys could part ways with Dak. It's probably not what the fans are going to want. But with Zeke, on the other hand, I mean, I've heard that he's likely going to play this season. It doesn't seem like it's a Le'Veon Bell situation. Today, there was a report from Schefter that he's weighing in around the low 220s, which it's the yeah. best shape he's been in. In years, they say he's as heavy as he was his rookie year. You know, Jerry Jones is somewhere like salivating. Oh, news. He should be. I mean, because if Zeke comes back and he gets the money he wants, he's going to be motivated to play and, I mean, perform at his best and make sure he's worth that money. Zeke is another of those question marks, kind of like AB. He's had some off the field issues of his own, but I, I. I trust him a little more. I think he's a little more. I definitely trust Zeke more. So, but I think you can win without him. And yeah. keeping Dak instead. Yeah. It's tough to find a franchise quarterback. You don't necessarily That's, need a franchise running back. But we've also seen a lot of teams, except for the Patriots, of course, winning with their quarterbacks on rookie deals because mm-hmm. they can pay the guys around them. And then that's when the team kind of falls apart when your quarterback needs the money like Dak does right now. I get where he's coming from. He, he's comparing himself to quarterbacks around like Carson Wentz, who got paid, I think, $32 million. They have really similar numbers. Dak's 3-1 head-to-head against Wentz. I remember these comparisons on ESPN or somewhere. He just... He has a reason to feel that he's worth more than the $30 million he was offered. 
at the same time, I think he should be fine with 30 million at most. He could take even less than that. So it's it's kind of enjoyable as a Giants fan to see the Cowboys' future all up in the yeah. air here. I still don't even think they're the ones that win the division. I think the Eagles get it oh, this I, year. I definitely I like the Eagles receiving core too. Yeah, that is really good. And Wentz is under Deshaun Jackson's back too. I, I'm kind of. I actually really like that. Yeah, same. It's I, really cool. I've always liked Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miracle the Meadowlands hate that. Yeah. But otherwise, I've always been a fan of his. He's just an exciting player. I, it hurts to say, but but I, I do feel that way. I don't know. We'll see. Not I, a fan of the Redskins. <sighs> Yeah, I, like it, out of the other teams, I think I would want the Eagles, like outside of the Giants, I would want the Eagles to win the division. Yeah, because as I, opposed to the Cowboys and the Redskins, as much as I like hate Eagles fans, I I think Wentz is so likable mm-hmm. and I can root for him. I don't yeah. like Dak. I don't like Haskins now solely because he got drafted by the Redskins. Right. Like it's not his fault, but I'm gonna hate him. No, he like, talked a lot down on the Giants, but he used to hype him up, you know, and he he wanted to play for the yeah. Giants. So I. I I don't. I'm gonna hate him. I'm not really there yet, but I know I will. I just don't like the Redskins in general. Yeah, and they take a lot of guys that have had like issues and stuff. They do. The field and they have Reuben Foster now. Exactly. Yeah, they have guys like that. So, and it, they have a lot of. Don't they have a lot of ex Giants players too? Yeah, they just signed Landon Collins to a big deal. Uh, I can't really hate him. I, I just. I'm a big fan of his, yeah. but. We'll see. I, he he did the right thing. Gets out of the Giants' weird like yeah. rebuild and gets his money. So such a bad rebuild. Yeah, it's really bad. Daniel Jones, man. We'll we'll see. I mean, we have Saquon, so that's that's our saving grace. But okay, for the final segment of today, I will do my stat line here. It's in the NBA once again. Um, two very similar players, and they've been in the news. One of them today. Okay. Player A has played in 565 games, about 32 minutes per game. 21 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, three assists, one steal per game, one block per game, four fouls per game, and then about 44 win shares in his career. It's about five per season. Okay. Player B, 1,044 games played, 34 and a half minutes per game, 17 and a half points per game, 12 and a half rebounds per game, one and a half assists, one steal, two blocks, three fouls, 129 win shares, which is about 8.6 per season. Hmm. Two very, in my opinion, similar players. One, clearly better looking at these numbers, but... I think the first one, because I know he was talked about today in the news, and because of his foul numbers, is DeMarcus Cousins. Mm -hmm. Man, the other one... About twice as many win shares per season. Mm -hmm. More blocks, less points, more rebounds. Played in a lot more games, so you gotta think his prime is probably a little earlier, right? Is it? Oh man, I don't know if I. I don't know why he's I'm, been in the news actually recently. Really? But it, kind of. There were. I don't want to give away too much, but I'll, I'll give a kind of big hint. Two K was naming like their all decades teams, and he was on one of them, and people were like, "This is crazy," but he deserved it. I didn't really get a chance to really look at those teams, but. I don't know why, but I'm leaning towards, like, Zach Randolph. Interesting. Yeah. Zach Randolph's never been this good. Yeah, this I, is that's like, what I figured. This is, like, Hall of Fame lock. Yeah. This is... Is it Amari? Better, way better. he was on the Suns one. Oh, no, this is the all-decade team. Oh. 2010s. It's, like, D-Wade, LeBron... I forget who the point guard is. Maybe D-Rose. I forget the power forward. The center, Dwight Howard. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Dwight Howard went to the... 
finals that one year against the Lakers. So Dwight like, Howard was a beast early in his career. Yeah, no, he was clearly the number show. He deserves that. Like the reason I compared the two, Howard's on the downslope of his career right now because of injuries first and foremost. Also age. Yeah, yeah no. I mean for sure. But his season, I mean, or his past few seasons, he's just jumped from team yeah. to team since the Lakers and Rockets. Where is stuff. he now? I, uh, he's been traded a few times. I would guess like the Hornets or something weird like that because he's just. His contract's jumping around. Look that up. I actually... While you're looking it up, yeah. the reason DeMarcus Cousins is in the news today... Oh, Grizzly. Sorry, I got it. Um, the reason he's That's in the news cool. today yeah, is because like he tore his ACL in practice with the Lakers, and now he's going to miss... I mean, what do you think? Like, the first six months of the season? Six months is almost like the entire NBA season. Yeah, so, he might be out for the whole year. And while he's not the same DeMarcus Cousins as he used to be... Um, he's still probably going to start for them or maybe be like a 6-6 six, six man. Mm-hmm. And now the Lakers don't and have to play with AD before. Yeah. And, they, and it worked between well. the two of them. Yeah. yeah, so the depth that the Lakers have, not much to begin with. Now they've just been scra- like stripped of their best big man apart from AD. Well, I think it was a rough look on their part by investing so much in a big three with DeMarcus Cousins as part of that piece. Right. Outside of Jared Dudley, of course. But Go, Yeah. <laughs> but like... I don't know. DeMarcus Cousins is coming off three major injuries in recent years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's able to come back and be as good, even as he was this past offseason with the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of games there where without him, Warriors might not have even you know, won a couple of games like they did. Right. So I don't really know. I, I don't know what the future is for DeMarcus Cousins. I He was only on a one-year contract with the yep. Lakers. Maybe he just starts new somewhere else. Maybe he takes a diminished role yeah. in the future. But looking at the Lakers right now, it's a rough situation out there. Everyone was, you know, toting the LeBron James AD headline, and I still am not super confident it works. Right. I still think that the Warriors might be able to beat them, honestly, with that old school team of Curry, Draymond, Clay, D'Angelo Russell now. That's huge. Or they trade him. Or they trade him. And they get another really good piece. Exactly. So. There's other teams out there that I do think are better. I think the Bucks are much better if they were to play the Lakers. Clippers. I think the Rockets now, too, with Westbrook is, is a tough matchup. I mean, that's going to be a really cool matchup if that happens in the playoffs. Yeah. It's like the two smaller guards against the two powerhouse bigs. So right. we'll see. But I'm, I'm really not – I haven't been, since this deal was announced, that confident in the Lakers. Yeah, you. that's true. And, I mean – I think they deserve to be talked about, and even still, at the top of the West, but I really think the Clippers are the team to beat, maybe in the entire NBA, because they had a better team around their two stars compared to the Lakers, even with DeMarcus Cousins healthy. Defensively alone. Oh, no doubt. I mean, Pat Bev, uh, by himself, is the best Harrell. guard between... Yeah, 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 exactly. It's but, a good team. I mean, there's not probably a better defensive guard, defensive specialist, than Pat Bev right yeah. now. Um what I'd have to say about this, more than anything for Cousins, he must be regretting the Warriors deal, the one-year deal, so much. Because yeah. I guess there wasn't that big of a market for him, so he should have actually re-signed with the Pelicans way back mm-hmm. when, and he'd have so much more money. And again, like we talk about this in terms of athletes, because I wouldn't be complaining about the $3.5 he was yeah. getting from the Lakers <laughs> or the $4 million he was getting from the Warriors, but compare that to maybe a max back in 2017 would have been like, 20, 25 mil a year. Mm. He might still be healthy if he was playing with the Pelicans. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't know. You know and if he decides to stay there, look, exactly. at the, look at the Pelicans this year. I mean, who knows if they're in the position. They wouldn't have Zion, but maybe they keep AD. Yeah. You know, so it, it is kind of weird, like, 
to think of that. Maybe the Pelicans are better off that they didn't re-sign DeMarcus yeah. Cousins. Or a lot of what ifs. the fact that they traded AD is looking pretty good for them right now, too. That'll be exciting. The, the reveal of the NBA schedule is pretty interesting. Yeah. A lot of Zion hype, which is funny, because he's playing in Toronto, right? So the headline should really be Toronto ring ceremony versus Zion or versus the Pelicans. Instead, it's like Zion's rookie debut versus the Raptors. Yeah. And it's like, well... I saw that too. Yeah. And I was like, oh, why is this special? Oh, because the ring ceremony. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's what it is, unless it's in New Orleans, which would be weird to open for a former champion. Yeah. On the road, which I mean, it can happen. I really don't think that's it. I I think they just worded I, it weird. Yeah, which it's just it makes sense that they word it like that for uh, such a hyped up player by ESPN and everyone. But yeah, so yeah, I think that's the be fun Knicks to watch. Open with the Celtics, I want to say makes sense, which would be cool. The I Nets like have a weird opener. I'll, I'll look it up, but I, I'm trying to find out. They do open in the Scotia Bank Arena, which I swear is Toronto. Yeah, that definitely yeah, is. That's it. Yeah. So it's against the Pelicans, but you know, please because support I think everyone. The Pelicans Arena is like the Jamba Juice Arena. It is or something. Yeah. Um, Smoothie King? Smoothie King. Yeah, 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 Smoothie yeah, King. yeah. Crazy. I'll, I'll look up the net schedule, but maybe what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to this NBA season? Um, I'm really excited to watch my Knicks develop. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see RJ. And see how he is, good or bad. Just really want to see how his season goes. Yeah. Very excited to watch um, Mitchell Robinson come out and keep improving. I'm also very excited to see Dennis Smith Jr. live up to his hype he's creating around him. I mean, he's been saying he's having an MVP season and, you know, bringing the team to the playoffs. I mean, I'm a skeptic as much as anyone else. But if you're going to say that, at least back it up. And I'm excited to see if he can do that. Look, even if he doesn't come near the production for MVP or if the Knicks don't even make the playoffs, I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome just to get hyped up about any player, especially in the NBA where you can make it as an eighth seed in the East kind of easily. It was a, it was a dogfight last year, no yeah. doubt. But the Knicks could do it. RJ could have a rookie of the year season, which is not out of the question, even yeah. though everyone's going to hype Zion up for it. And if Dennis Smith really develops, he's still so young. I, I always forget that. Yeah. He's only 21, and I, re- I really like Dennis Smith. I liked him even before he was yeah, Nick. you did. I was a big You fan. wanted him instead of yeah. uh, Neil Keener, right? Mm-hmm. That was the same yep. draft? So, yeah. I mean, I think... I, I don't I don't hate on the Knicks, I wouldn't say. I think I hated on their offseason a little bit just because of the hype around it. But the team they have now is exciting. There's I like no question. It. And I, I think I'm also excited to see like the brawls that are going to happen because we have a couple yeah. of problems on that <laughs> team. Also, it's really good. Like Everyone was hating on a lot of the offseason pickups that we, we had and, tra- and signed in free agency. But you know any signing where you can create a new starting five is huge. Yeah. When you can take the guys that were starters last year and move them to your bench. Exactly. They have a whole year of experience under them now, and now they can just be bench guys. Yeah, I mean, Julius Randle. I like him a lot. The only reason people hated on that deal is because it wasn't KD. Yeah. Or it wasn't Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Julius Randle's a great signing. Yeah. Borderline all-star last year, which is crazy. But he filled in really well for the Pels. He's improved every year. He's had sick workout videos this year. Like, he looked dope. Yeah, and if he's this, like, number one scorer, which he could be, even with RJ. He might be the number one scorer on the Knicks this year. He could make the All-Star team. It's not out of the question. It could be like a Kemba kind of year yeah. where you're leading a team that isn't doing so hot, but you're winning games by yourself, which I think he could do. The Nets, meanwhile, open against the Timberwolves at home, which is kind of cool. I mean, T-Wolves are an interesting team. I don't know where they're going right now. They're kind of stuck in yeah. limbo. But Town, There's going to be some Towns news yeah. probably later this year. That's true. I, I think he could request a trade. That'd be cool. I think he will. 
especially because he didn't get D'Lo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Timberwolves really wanted to bring him in. Unless there's a future trade for D'Lo slash Chris yeah. Paul somewhere. Okay. Because, I mean, even if they get Chris Paul, Towns is playing with his first true yeah. point guard. I think Chris Paul will be traded. I don't think the T-Wolves will be that team. I think, meanwhile, they definitely are going to be in the D'Lo market when... I, I'm trying to remember. It's either January 15th. I think it has to be January 15th because February is trade deadline. Um, that's when you're allowed to trade players who have been recently signed in the offseason. And I just think as much as it sucks for D'Lo, he's going to get traded. He, he's not really a fit for this Warriors team unless they figure it out because I think that would be so fun could. to watch. I think it would be awesome. I mean, Clay's out for a little while, so he needs to fill in for yeah. Clay. He can do that, but he'd probably have to play the two yard, which I think he's, he's tall enough to do. Mm-hmm. He... He's athletic enough to do. We'll see. Um, here's something I gotta mention before we close it out. The second game in the Nets season is at home, Friday the 25th, versus the Knicks. What do you? Uh, well, we'll have to watch that game if we're not doing anything. But uh, do you expect it's at anything home from that? For you guys. It's at home, so it's Barclays Center. I mean, regardless, it's in regardless, New York. Regardless, it's New York. Um, um, I expect the Knicks to come in with a chip on their shoulder. I don't necessarily. Think that's like an automatic win, right? But I do think the Knicks will be coming prepared with something special yeah. for that game. I think it'll be a closer game than it normally would. Sure. I mean, the Nets are still gonna be figuring out their team chemistry now that it's Kyrie and not Dila, and they don't have KD yet. So I also don't think it's an automatic win for the Nets, even though it would make sense to be after they've had a great year finishing into the playoffs. I'm excited to watch that game. And I think we'll both probably be watching our team's home openers or first games, and then we'll have that game on for sure just to see how our teams are doing. But we've got a few months until basketball. We've got a lot of football to get excited for. And, I mean, I can't wait for the sports season and, because of that, the senior growth season. So a good first episode. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us for this one. Next week we will have the Drew Gallagher interview. And then after that, we're going to be back at BC. We're going to back be back at it live. That's exciting. Senior so, Quilt Sports. Uh, that's right. So join us next week to listen to the Drew Gallagher interview. And then we'll be live in two weeks. See you then. All right. See you then.